0: I am so happy that you are listening to Just Breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text BREATHE to 55444 to learn more. That's B R E A T H E. To 55444 to learn more.
1: You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step by step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Welcome back to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And today, I mean, I just say, you know, sit down, strap on that buckle because it is going to be a very, very wild ride. I have Dr. Melissa Bird and I just we were just laughing about this on her profile of how she describes herself. She says she can she, when she's when she's not doing all of the important things in life, she can be found reading trashy novels, drinking fine whiskey and playing mom to her delicious humans. And let's not forget, if you guys could even check her out right now, which we are on video, so you can check us on YouTube. She is loving her husband up, James Thomas Kelly, a punk rock scientist. Okay, (laughs) we could just, you know what, we could only talk about what I just said, but welcome, 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 Melissa. So excited to have you here.
0: Thank you, Hillary. I'm thrilled to be here. I mean, it is. It is so funny
1: reading that. Yeah,
0: I think it's great that Jim has three first names. That's all I have to say.
1: (laughs) It really is cool. Uh, So we're not going to get, we're not going to go down the path of asking you what kind of whiskey, we're not going to do that, or what kind of trashy novels, but we are going to jump into other things about your life and now watch people are listening and saying, wait a second, that other stuff is actually the stuff I want to hear. So Mm -hmm. I might have to throw those into a rapid fire question or so at the end, as we know, we're going to go there. So Melissa, give us, for those that don't know you, give us a little bit of background on you and how you came to be where you are right now. Oh my gosh, that's a big
0: story. I don't know if we can fit it in. Um, I am Dr. Melissa Bird, and I am a public speaker and a life coach, and I have a master's degree and a PhD in social work. I have never been a clinician, always been an activist and an advocate. I'm a former lobbyist. And, um, really not very good at clinical work, but a really kick-ass life coach. So, um,
1: I I bet you're good. I am. I'm really good. There's no BS in with you. You you (laughs) either get your stuff done when you're, you know, when you're meeting with you or, you know what, I could imagine you're just being like, uh, uh. That's uh-uh. it. No, I mean, no. They, they call me a hard ass, but I could even see you take it to that next level. <laughs> I really do. Um, and I love it. I love uh, my job.
0: I love what I do. And my favorite part, though, is the reason I created my company, Natural Born Rebel, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit. But really, the reason I decided to go into coaching and speaking is so that I could take all of the things I had learned from engaging in changing communities and helping giving people the tools to actually find their voice to make a difference in their communities and taking it to the public because I could do it teaching social workers all day long but I knew that I had more to give to the community and to the world and so that's why I do what I do.
1: Mm, I you know what people right now especially are looking to try to figure out how can they create a legacy how can they give back how can they add to the community and so that is you know there are riches in those words so can we talk a little bit about your your specific you know how this came to be and the path that you took to get here well it's a windy road as most roads are so i
0: had in 2017 i was finishing my phd And of course, because I went to a very fancy program, they expected me to get a job as a professor on a tenure track and all those things. And I was basically like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) That is not what I'm going to do. And I started my business as Bird Girl Industries. So I was going to coach and those sorts of things. And then I was in a car, in a lift in San Bernardino because I'd been flown to San Bernardino to teach a class at UC San Bernardino. And I'm in the car and I get this random phone call from a friend of mine on the East Coast who said, I just left a real estate deal to tell you that you are supposed to start this company called Natural Born Rebel. And I already bought you the URL. And we need you to write a book called Natural Born Rebel. And these are the things that we need you to talk about. And by the way, we need you to create this program called Rebel School. And these are the things that we need you to talk
1: about. And I'm in this list, Hillary, going really yeah. Like, hold on hold on let me get my pad of paper and let me start writing down unfortunately I should be I, doing what I should right. be doing what fortunately wow. I
0: always have a journal with me always like this is like one of the things that has really helped me build my business and and is I always am writing down all my ideas that come to me because and so I have books you know now I have like 25 books but and so I'm writing all this stuff down and she goes Kay, love you talk to you later bye <laughs>
1: Okay. So, okay. (laughs) You just said a whole bunch of stuff there, Uh, not to mention the 25 plus books. I mean, we're not going there yet, but I, when you said it and I, I, I do know your story, I immediately got chills again. Like how perfect the synchronicity of it all you're driving and a friend says she's coming out of this, you know, big, big meeting that she's in because she has this hit on you. And, and here's the kicker. You listen to her. I want to know what was that experience like? Why? Why? I mean, I'm sure you've had a lot of people tell you, you know, go right, go left. But, but knowing you, like I now know you, you don't really, I can't imagine you listen to a lot of people and where they think you should go. Not really. (laughs) <laughs> so, so, so this is still weird to me,
0: Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that did it is, well, first of all, it was such this loving, beautiful, exciting conversation. And, but the thing that honestly did it, Hillary is the lift driver. So the lift driver, like, cause she was on speakerphone and the lift driver just kind of turned around and glanced at me real quick and goes, does this stuff happen to you often? And I go pretty much. And he goes do you always listen? And I go sometimes, but sometimes I don't. And he goes, I think you should listen to this one. That was totally random. And
1: I went, Oh, okay. And so what happened was I thought, so now everyone out there is listening and they're like, okay, so now the Lyft driver is agreeing with the friend who called you. But let me tell all the people that are listening to this. This is the second
0: time that something this big has ever happened to me. The first time was when I was a lobbyist and I was in DC and I was in a cab and the cab driver asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm -hmm. And I told him I wanted to be the global ambassador for women's issues in the state department, a position that is no longer available, but that's what I wanted to be. And he said, well, how do you become that? And I said, I don't know. And he goes, well, why don't you call the person that has that job and ask? Mm -hmm. Well, okay, random. And I did, I emailed her. I said, how do I become you? And she said, you need a PhD. And I said, okay, I'll go get a PhD. So as I'm talking to you and I'm thinking about these little moments, these are the moments when they're so random that you cannot possibly have created them yourself. That's when you listen, because you're right. People tell me what to do all the time and I'm all, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but when it's so random and so happenstance, that you cannot help but listen when it gives you the chills. And by the way, I wrote that book on the plane back home. That book came out of me. I've never had a book come out of me like that. It's the book that's on my website. And it like, I mean, it just flowed out. And I came home and I kept writing and my husband was like, hey, babe. And I was like, what's up? Gotta write a book.
1: <laughs> what What What's the name of that book? The name is Natural Born Rebel. Natural Born Rebel, which ended up, you started the business. I did. You used the name and you have yep. done literally everything that she recommended that she I, said you yep. need to go do. Yeah. I mean, okay, so for those that don't know, Bird Girl Industries. Yep. What what was that? And how <laughs> different, how different is Natural Born Rebel? Hillary, that was a hot mess, is what that
0: was. That was me going, oh, I'm going to start this business because um, I'm going to start this business. I have, I'm a social worker. Nope. They don't give us business classes when you get a master's degree and a PhD in social work. I had no idea what I was doing. That was me putting together a freebie in Microsoft Word and trying to turn it into a PDF. I mean, it was a disaster from the get-go. And I did well. I got a, my first batch of clients. Like, I did okay. But it was not the acceleration that I got the minute I listened to that message. As soon as I started listening to that message and creating and being in that flow of creating Rebel School and Natural Born Rebel, things just started coming. Like it was like my clients were benefiting from whatever messages I was getting. My coaching got better, my speaking got better, my opportunities started to flow. It was, I had been stagnant for that first year. And then it just started booming. And I could not have predicted that flow. You know, you always hear about it, but man, it came. And for those of you who listen, who have your own businesses, and you're like in year one and two, it's okay. Just keep going. <laughs> because it's really the third year where all of a sudden, you have an idea, you implement that idea and it
1: just goes. Okay. So that is so on par with what we're doing at the relaunch company with this whole launching this foundational business, you know, course, because that's it. So many people have had like those, those, you know, missteps, right? That, Oh, this might actually happen. And then it doesn't, or you have one month of of high productivity. And then the next month, you know, next month you tank out Mm -hmm. for you. It was, there was a lot of trusting your intuition.
0: Oh, there's always trusting your intuition.
1: So how do you, how do you lean into that intuition? How do you, how do you harness it? How do you maximize it?
0: Well, so I have a really great friend named Mary Houston who gave me this term terracided. So if you're just slightly terrified, it, terrified, and also excited, that is where you go.
1: And so my instinct, terracited. Was- That's really funny. This, so good. This, this again is so good. I have a, I have a word with my kids called scazy. It's scary and crazy. Yes! <laughs> and, they, and they thought that that was actually a word until about a year ago. <laughs> now I, you can give them terracited, and they can say Scaisy. I like. I love it a
0: lot. I. So Mary gave me that word and, and I connected it to my gut, my mm. instinct. And for me, you know, a lot of times people talk about it as like this still small voice or the message that won't let go. But for me, it's sort of like a heavy metal punk rocker inside. That's like, go, like, <laughs> don't stop now. <laughs> like, this is the, yeah. The path. Like I always know if I'm like, yeah, that that's the way I should go. I still listen to Metallica. So it's
1: not, it's not a hell yes for you. It is no, like <laughs>
0: it all the way. It's ah. like, is this? I'm at Metallica at the concert because Metallica is my favorite band.
1: And so it's cool. <laughs> of board. course, Metallica
0: is your favorite band. <laughs> but, but for many people miss their instincts. Like they miss mm. that gut because they're so high up in their heads, they forget to breathe into their bodies to listen. And I always know when I'm way out of alignment with my instinct because I am operating at in a frenzy, not from a space of being excited and terror So if it feels frenzied or chaotic or there's some worry attached to it, I'm like, oh no, no, that's not the pathway. But if mm. it's parasiting and it's just that edge of, I'm about to fall off a cliff, but I know my wings, my parachute's going to open, my wings are going to work and I'm going to be okay. That's when I know I'm going the right way.
1: Yeah, oh, and- totally. 100%. And I love that you say it's when your wings, first off, the fact that your last name is bird. I mean, could could it, could it be any better? <laughs> really? <laughs> I do have a
0: Phoenix tattooed on my back. So of course I know I'm, and I'm
1: sitting here at Caesar's not really cutting it here. The last name <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I get a lot of like Caesar salad. No, I need to have like butterfly as my last name or something, something impactful. But for those that right now are listening to you and they're saying, you know, that's That's great, I want that you know magnified hell, yes, I want that Metallica, yes, <laughs> but they're in that state of really like people are people are so stuck right now, they're so they're frozen they're they're in such fear, they're in such overwhelm. What do you suggest to them when? They have kind of muffled that inner voice to such a degree. How can, they, how can they turn it up? How can they turn up the volume? What do you suggest in that scenario?
0: So for people who feel stuck and are just really feel immobilized, the first thing is just to surrender to the idea that that's okay. And I do not like being stuck, by the way. Like there is nothing about not having forward momentum that Dr. Melissa Bird even could slightly embrace. But I chose my word of the year to be surrender in January.
1: Did you really? I really did.
0: (sighs) I'm sorry to everybody. I just really apologize. January of 2020 was not the the year for surrender, but here we are. So I had to really fall into that too. And I had to really go, okay, well, I'm not going anywhere and I'm not doing anything. Close to what I was doing even two weeks ago.
1: Hmm.
0: So how do I surrender to that? And what do I need? And when you ask that question, what do I need to know right now? And you actually listen for the answer and you do what the answer is. Then the m- momentum happens. It never looks the way you think it's going to. And I think that's the thing I want everybody to li- hear. You can think it's going to look some way, And it never, ever does. And that's the beauty of listening to the answer is you just listen to answer. What do I need right now? And then you do whatever that answer is. It's never going to look the way you think, but it's always better. Which is why I think the mindfulness people that when they say this or something better, I mean, I think it's really true. Like I could not have predicted the last six months of my life (laughs) at all, but it's a constant reminder to surrender. But the other thing, and this is just a practical thing for people who are watching this online or for those of you that are hearing it, stretch your arms and your legs out like a starfish. Because the way you teach babies to stop drowning is to be a starfish. And they rise up from the water and float. And it's the same for us. We have to stop pushing. What we resist persists. And if we keep resisting the drowning, we're gonna keep drowning. And so if you put your arms and legs out like a starfish and open up that alignment from your throat all the way down to your pelvis, you open all those chakras up and then your heart gets open and you can receive whatever it is you're supposed to receive.
1: Don't push. That, that is so spot on. And I, I, have, I just took so many different notes that I'm going to circle back with. You had surrender coming in. I had possibility. That was my word for the year. Yeah. And I, you know, that there was a lot of internal struggle with possibility and, you know, trying to become that powerhouse of possibility. And as you were talking about, you know, whatever you think is going to happen is going to be the opposite. My, my grandma used to say, man plans, God decides. That's absolutely- And it's so right where, you know, you are saying you've got to, yes, plan, you know, you got to think about it. You got to have some type of idea. Okay, this is what I want, but don't be so concerned with the steps. Don't be so concerned with all that. So I love that because the the way you describe the uh, starfish and the little kids swimming, you know, I've never heard that. I've never heard it said that way, but yet I remember my kids doing some type of motion like that in the pool, you know, to try to, to try to float. Mm-hmm. And when you stop having that outstretched arms, right. And you close in, even think about how you are perceived, right? When your shoulders are hunched over versus that star shape or, you know, as they call it, the wonder woman pose or anything like that, you have to take on that one small, which is that one small step, right? How do you get momentum? How do you get unstuck? You take one small step. So beautiful, beautiful way that you describe that. I'd like you to, um, in terms of You had this opportunity where you had been, you'd been working with Bird Girl Industries. You said about one or two years, is that right? It was like about eighteen months when Susan called me. Okay, and you realized that a pivot, a relaunch was in order. You must have felt like, yeah, you were searching for something else because you were just forcing it, right? As you had said, Mm -hmm. this came to you. And can you, knowing that so many people out there are thinking about setting up a new company, have, you know, they've got that idea, they have that, you know, that little spark of like, ooh, what if I did? What would you suggest to them if they have gone down the path and it hasn't really worked and they now have a new idea? How do you get them to go from that point A to B?
0: Well, there's a couple of ways. The first one is to build your village. So I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. I am really great at social media, but not good at scheduling social media. I am really great at coming up with fantastic words. I'm a writer. It's one of my core things of who I am, but I'm not, I'm not a website designer, right? I am really good at connecting with people, but I'm really not very good at organizing my calendar or sending out follow-up emails. So I built my village, I found my web designer, I found my social media person, I found my administrative assistant, my VA, I collected those people and committed to paying them so that I did not have to do that work. So that was the first thing was I built my village. But the second thing was that I had to really give up the idea that I knew what I was doing. I had to stop trying to control the process. I had to give up that. I knew exactly what was going to happen in any given moment because I had predicted my day by use scheduling people and doing these things. I had to give up that whole idea of control because here's what I know about being an entrepreneur. There is no control. And we have these beautiful, incredible, amazing ideas. And when we bring people together to help us, and then we trust that they are here in our best interest to serve us and to serve their purpose in the world, and when we let go of the toxic people that are holding us down and we stop trying to control them too, everything starts to open up and flow. But if we keep trying to micromanage the process and we don't call in the people that we know are meant to serve us and that we are meant to serve, we can't, we can't do our work. And that's what I really, when I, if you listen to me and my videos on YouTube and my Facebook lives, you'll hear me talk about your divine assignment a lot. So the third piece of that is letting go of the people that don't serve your divine assignment and calling in the people that do. Because when you let go of people that are holding you down, you open up the opportunity for them to go find the people they are meant to connect with. And then you also open up the opportunity to call in the people that are going to work in your best and highest good. And so if you build that village, you let go of control and you let go of the people that are not helping you rise to that level, then then that transition becomes magic. It becomes the elevation. It becomes what you've been searching for the whole time.
1: So boy, how do you start to
0: let go of that control?
1: I, I, I mean... That is just that there's, there's money in what you just said. (laughs) If people would really just say to themselves, first, it's okay to not be good at everything. We all know that, you know, there's so many of us that have imposter syndromes that we, you know, we, we know we really can't do that, but we try to, but let's not. Let's no. not try to do it. Let ha- no. Let's let have somebody else stay in your zone of genius. Stay where you flow, as you said. Yes. This concept of, you know, what do you really love to do? Yes. And then pay. And these days, my gosh, and you've got Upwork. You can hire these people for minimal amounts of money to take over that part that you just don't like doing. Yes. And I heard, I heard a great um, story the other day where this guy was so, you know, his his thought process was, I don't have enough money. I keep spending money. So a task came in and he just said, I'm just going to do it myself. And he did know how to do it. It was, you know, around video editing and everything. And it took him eight hours to do something that somebody else would have taken 30 minutes. Yep. And I just thought, gosh, you know what, what could he have been doing to build his business instead of doing eight hours of video editing that he shouldn't be doing? And that is such a difficult concept for people. But when you learn that, when you learn to give it up and have somebody else do it, that's when your business starts to rise. That's That's when things start to happen. I want to ask you more about toxic people. And there are, you know, toxic people that you can control. And then there's your toxic people that are part of your family. How do you, how do you manage those?
0: Well, I think that is a really great question because I think for, for so many of us, we think we actually have to manage those and we don't have to manage anything, but we, what we do have to do is dig into our own fears about what would happen if we communicated with those people in an open and vulnerable way. And usually it's, it's our fears are, we're afraid of losing status. We're afraid of losing friends or we're afraid of losing family. And so if we were willing to talk to our family and say, Hey, I'm really afraid of failing right now. Can you support me and love me? I remember when I first started that first year of my business. Here I am. Speaking of imposter syndrome, I have a PhD. (laughs) Like I've written a book called A Dissertation. I'm in the middle of writing another book that a publishing company came to me and asked me to write. Hmm. And I'm sitting there on the stairs. I remember exactly where I was, Hillary. I'm at the bottom of the stairs. My husband's at the top of the stairs. And I'm like, I'm so afraid I'm going to fail you and we're going to be homeless and we're going (laughs) to. I'm in a cardboard box and everything's gonna go because I cannot even focus on what I mean I'm hysterical and my husband looks at me and he goes I believe in you oh
1: what a and beautiful I was like, thing to say and I,
0: I was I looked at him and I go how's that even positive? I mean I kept going and he goes you're worthy people will hire you you'll finish your book I believe in you
1: uh, I think that 99% of the people out there are like, I, I want one of those. <laughs> but we have them. Here's the thing. We have them, but we don't give them the opportunity
0: to say, oh, I'm sorry, you're mm. so scared. That must be terrible. We don't give our partners, our friends, our family, our, the opportunity to say, oh, my God, I'm really sorry. Mm. We keep that hidden. We don't tell people we're terrified. Look what's happening in the country. In the world, it's not like we go up to people and say, you know what? The reason I'm so mad at you is because I'm afraid Mm -hmm. we don't do that. And that is the key Hillary. I mean, that's the key to the kingdom. Speaking of gold, if we are more willing to look at our family and friends and say, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going (laughs) to keep going. Can you support me and love me? And you know why it's because people are watching. And for those of you that have kids My son, the other night, he's 10, we're at the dinner table and he goes, hey, mom, you know how you're always telling your clients to have a gratitude practice? That's what you call it, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, I think tonight is a good night to go around the table and talk about what we're grateful for.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mom, you've done well. (laughs) I I
0: was like (laughs) winning. Also remember that your friends and family are watching and your potential clients are watching. So if you show up consistently and constantly on your own time frame, not somebody else's, but yours, I don't care if it's once a day or once a month, if you show up and you're vulnerable and real and you talk about what lights you on fire, constantly and consistently and you're vulnerable, people will be there to support you and you'll get the clients you're looking for.
1: 100% and I can I can validate that because for so long I was under the impression that I had to show up in a certain light because of my background and what I thought I should be showing up as and as soon as I opened up the door and said hey guess what this is really me this mm-hmm. is my you know my my fears the things I love I mean look at even the podcast, right? The things that I share on this podcast. I mean, sometimes I get these calls from, you know, friends and they've known me for, you know, 20, 30 years. They're like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but exactly. And I want to go back to your point about that your, your husband, you know, he had it in you, but you were willing to open up and say, this is what I'm feeling right now. There's also the opportunity that you give somebody by saying, I actually want your opinion. I want your thoughts. What do you think about this? And then they have the ability to answer. And they may not answer the first time the right way. And then you can share with them, hey, this is what I really needed to hear from you. (laughs) And then guess what? They learn. They do learn. There's this fabulous, and I don't know if you've seen it, Melissa, where it's on YouTube, and it's this woman who has this nail protruding out of her forehead. <laughs> and her husband is, um, and you can you can actually Google it, but like, you know, woman yeah. with the nail in her head. Yeah. And the whole idea is the husband sitting there and he's like, you know, she's like, I don't know what it is, but I just have like there's something that's right here that just is bothering me. And he's like, it's the It's the, so everyone has to go home and like Google that because it's so funny. But I thought about that, as you said that, that be open, be willing to say, this is what's going on with me. And then those toxic people that we think are toxic, sometimes really super, they absolutely like surprise you. They really do. Yeah. And that's
0: what we want is that connection and that communication with other people.
1: That's all we want absolutely uh so let me ask you back to this major relaunch that you had in your business and when i talk about the relaunch effect and i talk about the steps of the relaunch effect uh, which one in terms of release or reset redesign realign rebrand retain re- restart which is the one that seems to be the most relevant to what you went through
0: i think it's got to be redesign and then that's been constant by the way. So it's funny because I you know, I designed Rebel School. I created Rebel School, right? Mm-hmm. And I designed this program and the way I did it was I designed it as a 3-month program where we met every other week so we had six modules and then we the, would do one-on-one coaching in between. And that didn't work. And I my clients weren't getting enough. Mm-hmm. So the next time I did Um, group coaching group. It's not really coaching though. So this is the thing. It's not a group coaching program. It started out as such, but it's really a container of teaching Mm. uh, where we're teaching each other and we're teaching, I'm teaching and we're teaching each other. It's really, it's the most amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's so good. But um, the next go around, I was like, okay, we're going to meet every week. And I still had six modules. And then I thought, well, dang, I've got this whole other program sitting over here called The Graceful Revolution that's actually the next six weeks of action, right? So what I didn't want is for people to go away from rebel school without having taken tangible action in that container so we could process that, right? And so what I did is I took the Graceful Revolution process and the rebel school process and put them together. And whoo, is that a baby?
1: Woo! oh, now that I could see how would be, because not only are you giving them the first part, but that second part of now actionable items, go get it done becomes so important for success.
0: Yeah, so the first Mm -hmm. six weeks are all about disruption and dismantling and discovering what's going on inside of us. And then Mm -hmm. completely taking what we've learned in those first six weeks and just, and it's a redesign. It's taking all Mm -hmm. that stuff and moving it into action in in really tangible steps and so and so the the one-on-one coaching is still part of it but that group it's constantly being redesigned and i think that's the thing that that some people forget when they're running their business is that it's okay for it to be a constant evolving process it's never done and we have to listen to the feedback of our clients especially when we're coaching or we're speaking when they say they give us the nuggets we need to make it even better the next go around we call them testimonials but those little nuggets that we hear throughout processes that we're offering to our clients those are the things that that's you know the next hit intuitive hit like okay. oh well if i did this no i could do and mm-hmm. so this third go around has been epic like i could not have predicted this third Go around, I'm just like, whoo! And it just keeps getting better because I'm not, I'm in that, those six phases you talk about. Like, I am in, I'm constantly looking at how does this shift and change because our lives are fluid. We are not just one thing, we are many things. And how can we keep that fluidity going throughout our business? Not so we're relevant or we make more money, but so we can be of service and do the work we are put
1: here to do. Absolutely. And that's why I think you can't you can't go off of somebody else's you know, oh, this is how it worked for me and try to replicate that for yourself because you're not that person. Mm-mm. And you can take I, that information though. I mean, it's great to learn. And you- then and then create oh. your own. Yeah. Create your own based on it. That's where it gets that's where you put your you know, your own stamp on there. I love that. Well, okay. Unfortunately, we are coming to an end and I want to make sure I get in my rapid fire questions. Um, I'm going to give you these questions and just give us your answer and let's go. Okay. So number one, Zoom calls dressed head to toe or waist up? Both. <laughs> Both meaning You'd go, some Sometimes days you're, some days you're... <laughs> I'm in my sweatpants and okay. looking really fabulous <laughs> Okay. So what about today? I'm totally dressed. Okay. Cause you look very, I, I've already said you're, you're, you're spot on there. Okay. Yes. Favorite whiskey. Uh,
0: my favorite whiskey uh, <laughs> is between Oban uh, from it's Scottish whiskey or mm-hmm. high West from Park City, Utah, which was where I was born and raised.
1: Ooh, Nice. Okay, how often do you wash your hair? Every four days. Ooh, okay. That's that's about what I do. Uh favorite podcast besides this one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I like All Killa No Filla, which is uh out of the UK and it is an analysis of serial killers. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> and those women, they go like serial killers, like from the 1500s. Like they are like, those women are, it is like my dirty secret that I listen to all kill a no filler all the time.
1: Okay. I love that. I kill a no filler. And now this next one is what's your favorite beauty product. That is really, oh, that's God. so awesome. Okay.
0: That's so good. So, um, my favorite beauty product is, uh, bite makes a, a lip balm that um is so yummy uh, and it's made from plant-based products so you can eat it like you know how you eat like you and like seven pounds of in a lifetime or something totally gross bite is like not toxic so I love it
1: okay that is really I've actually used it I agree with you and you just reminded me of when we were in school like you know what kindergarten or preschool yeah. and you would eat play-doh I mean, I don't know. I did. I thought the salty taste was good. It so good. So gross, but so good. Okay, we're not going to go there. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you okay backyard barbecue or a cocktail party? Uh, swanky cocktail par- party?
0: A swanky cocktail party at a backyard barbecue. Ooh,
1: love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, your go-to poolside drink, and you can't say whiskey. Cause I've already got your, I've already got that one done. That's
0: not a poolside drink. So uh, my go-to poolside drink is usually a very cold beer.
1: And what brand? Oh God. Are you ready for the trashiest answer ever? You know what? This is why I'm asking. (laughs) Bud Light in a bottle. So right now my, my, I have two moms. My, my one mom passed away a year ago yesterday, but my other mom is right now like high-fiving you. (laughs) That's her name. Okay. And last but not least, what does a powerhouse of possibility mean to you? It means
0: to do one thing every day that scares the living crap out of you. Mm -hmm. So that's my favorite quote from Eleanor Roosevelt is do one thing every day that scares you. And I have been doing that pretty consistently for, I'd say the last 15 years or so, maybe 10. And it changes the way I embrace possibility because the more I am afraid, the more possibility comes to me. Have you done that today? I have indeed. And it was horrifying.
1: Ooh, can you share?
0: Um, I have gotten ready to send our taxes to um, a commercial lender because my husband and I are building a retreat center and aquaculture farm here in Oregon. Oh. And we are asking for $5 million in funding.
1: That, I just got chills again. That is amazing. And yeah, yeah, that scares the shit out of you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I love that. Okay. And then as we're wrapping up, I do want to say you've mentioned your program. Is there anything that's coming up that we can share with our listeners that would give them more information on how to get in contact with you, how to be a part of some of these things that you offer? Yes. So
0: uh, you can find me online on my website at naturalbornrebel.com. And I have a masterclass on there that is constantly rolling. And it's, um, the first one is about uh, rebellion and imposter syndrome. Uh, The second one is actually about Christian witchcraft and undoing the shame about Christianity and witchcraft and bringing those two things together. And the third one is about unspooling the patriarchy in your brain. And so those are constant offerings that I have in addition to rebel school.
1: So I know the one, the second one about the witchcraft that was intriguing as all can be. I am definitely going to check that one out because I, I love your unique names. I love how you just put it out there. You are Dr. Melissa Bird, just terrific. So I wish you all the luck. Thank you so much for being with me today. And I know our paths will cross again soon.
0: Oh, I hope so, Hillary. I think
1: we could have some fun. I do too. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silverlined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, There's always a silver lining.